Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hey, Changemaker. I'm your host, Holly Rustic, and I am here to help you grow capacity, increase funding, and advance your mission. Now, that could be the mission of the nonprofit that you serve, or you could be a freelance grant writer and serve the the missions of many different nonprofits. I am super duper excited about today, and I'm so glad you're listening because we have an awesome episode on why and how to charge for writing grants. And yes, we are taking a little break on how to start a 501c3 nonprofit, and that is because we are to the 1023 section. I was actually asked by a nonprofit to help with their 1023, so I said, sure, but can I use you guys as an example for my podcast and YouTube channel to show other people how to do it as well and to share the information? And they said, absolutely. So yay. So we will definitely circle back to that because I wanted to give you a dynamic, actually happening 1023 example, living, breathing example. So we will definitely come back to that um, to kind of wrap that whole thing up. But in the meantime, today's episode is in response to a question that has been asked actually more than once in different ways, but it's the same question basically. And it's also one that I struggled with answering for a while when I first started grant writing. So yeah, I mean, I also struggled with explaining why I was charging to write grants. Um, as so many nonprofits are awesome, yet have no budget for grant writing. And if this is your business, if you are a grant writer, then you know, you gotta pay your bills too. And it's actually an expertise and a skill. So you do have to charge for it. Um, and you know, this is kind of similar to many lawyers. If all they do is pro bono work, they've gotta get funding somehow, right? So um, that is why also lawyers will charge nonprofits because they also have to make a living. I mean, some offer a pro bono, but you usually do have to pay a lawyer. And especially with writing grants, it's also an expertise and there is reasoning behind having to charge and charging. So I did struggle with trying to explain this to nonprofits though, and giving a solution to actually help getting paid. But before we get into that, I wanna give a shout out to LaShonda, who recently took my Grant Writing 101 course on Udemy. She writes, completed my course three days ago. I am excited. I am reading all of my resources again and creating a strategy for my next step. I will follow everything that you taught one step at a time until I master it. Thank you again for sharing your knowledge. I will keep in touch as I progress. And thank you so much, LaShonda. I was able, um, or I was just really pleased that we were able to go back and forth and have a conversation too. And I got to get to know a little bit more about you and what you're doing, which is amazing. So thank you again for taking the Grant Writing 101 course um, on Udemy. Yay. And I also want to give a shout out to my beta founding members of the Grant Writing and Funding Change Maker membership. We are getting things organized in the membership and they get a sneak peek at all the behind the scenes. So I'm so looking forward to get to know each and every one of you founders. So thank you for being a part of that. It really is going to be an amazing journey and I'm really excited that you're going to be a part of it. Let's go ahead and get into it. Like I said, I have received this question more than once, but let's go ahead and read Jennifer's complete question. So this is someone who had emailed me this specific question. I have a question on paying the grant writer. 
The company that I'm submitting the grants for does not have the income yet for me to be on the payroll. Once the first grant comes in, how do we handle? I am seeing mixed information on internet searches. Jennifer, thank you so much for reaching out with your question. Okay, here is some of what I emailed Jennifer, but even a little bit more. But yes, this is always a sticky point. Basically, paying a grant writer can come from operational funds or indirect costs. But what if a nonprofit doesn't have that? The downside is that many people think they can just get a commission off a grant if it gets awarded. I mean, why not? If a nonprofit doesn't have a lot of funds, they think it is a win-win situation if a grant writer gets paid a percentage of the grant if it is awarded. I mean, that'll make them work harder because those grant writers to really be more competitive in their writing, right? Sound too good to be true? Actually, this isn't good at all. For one thing, federal guidelines forbid this as they do not allow you to pay anything from your budget that was done before the grant was awarded. Right? You wrote that grant, it wasn't awarded yet, so that was something that was done before the grant was awarded. For another thing, you have to develop a budget based on project costs once the grant is awarded and oftentimes need to submit receipts and fiscal reports to show that you spent the money on what you said you were going to actually spend it on. This misconception also goes against generally accepted accounting principles that state that fundraising services should be paid at the time the services are provided. Believe you me, and that is a quote, a direct quote, believe you me, you will not find out about a grant award overnight. For large federal grants, it can take around six months before you find out um, due to the rigorous review process. And I totally know this because I was just a part of a review panel a few weeks ago. And I know that the people that have the grants awarded, and that's not even the first step, right? The, it goes through the review process, and then it goes on to another computerized system to do weighting and all this other stuff. And then it goes through the top chairs. I mean, it is a long process. Um, and you obviously wrote the grant before it was awarded. So finally, a grant writer is developing a product for the nonprofit, whether the grant gets awarded or not. Here's the thing. Grants are competitive, and there is a reason why people ask grant writers for their success rate. If all grants were guaranteed to get awarded, all grant writers would have a 100% success rate, and there would be no competition. But there is competition and a limited pool of funding for specific funding priorities. So no seasoned grant writer has a 100% success rate. I mean, if you wrote one grant and it got awarded, sure, you'd have a 100% success rate, but you would not be seasoned, not even a little bit spicy or salty. All right, guys, so you need, and, and, and honestly, even high 80s is really, really good as a percentage rate for grant writers. Like that is a very competitive field. So you cannot guarantee that the grant you write will be funded. But not all is lost if the grant is not awarded because once again, it is a product. So what can you do with this unawarded grant application? What can you do, what can you do to actually for this product? Here are four ways you can utilize the grant as a product. Number one, update and resubmit the grant application. If the grant is not awarded, then ask the funding source that you apply to for feedback. For federal grant applications, they actually have panels, like I was discussing earlier, that must provide written feedback for every weakness and strength. So when I was just on a panel a few weeks ago, every time for each specific criteria, I had to write a comment, at least, I mean, and they ask you for sometimes for one to three sentences to explain why it was a strength and what or why it was a weakness. So the whole thing is just 
full of comments and there's usually at least three people on a panel. So you're getting a lot of feedback and this feedback is amazing magic. And if you do not automatically get the feedback, then request it. Update your grant application by implementing the feedback and resubmit the next time the funding cycle opens. This might be the next year or maybe even the next quarter. And a side note is that for many foundations, they will reject you for about three years when you submit grant applications because they wanna see that you have staying power. So many startup nonprofits are full blast in the first year and dissolve shortly after that when they really realize what it takes to run a nonprofit. So get in the game now and keep updating your application every time to make it stronger and stronger. Number two, you can update or tweak the grant that wasn't awarded, right? And submit it to another grant solicitation. You obviously still need money for that project, so find other good fitting funding sources to submit to. The key here though is good fit. You just don't wanna blast it off to a million people. But it has to be a good fit foundation or federal agency that has a mission and priority areas that align with your project. For some tips on how to find these good fit funding sources, you can check out episode 43 in our podcast. All right, number three, what else can you do with that as a product? Well, you can repurpose the grant application for other funding streams or for other types of value. You have created a product and if it is a good grant application, it has updated statistics to lend credibility to your project, a defined target population, a specific goal, smart objectives, a timeline, evaluation process, data gathering process, and updated information about your organization, possibly even including an updated organizational chart, resumes, and so forth. So you can use this information for some of the following ways. You can update your website. You can create a crowdfunding campaign. You could use it to write a solicitation letter for corporate or donor support, or maybe even send it out as a press release, right? You could summarize all the information and send it out. So you can definitely repurpose the grant application to try and get other funding streams. And number four, this product, even if it's not awarded, it provides clarity for your nonprofit. Just the nature of creating a grant application creates clarity. Maybe the research you did for your statistics, surveys, or other types of data gathering actually showed a different need than you originally thought and you refocused your nonprofit's efforts. Or just by clarifying a project and creating a budget, you actually realize you need three times as much as you thought for the project. Or maybe on the other side of the spectrum, you only need a third of what you thought. So the clarity that you can get from writing a grant is super valuable. So here, those are some things to consider when a nonprofit comes to you and they say, can you just write a grant and get paid on commission? You can say, actually, no, it goes against the general <laughs> principles. It goes against federal guidelines. And I'm actually creating a product for you. And this product can be used in other ways, even if it's not awarded. And you can lay those ways out. And believe me, they're going to go from like, oh, to oh, <laughs> right? Very, very different conversation to have. And it kind of gives you something to put under your belt when you go in to have that conversation. The other thing is this can also help you identify your value when figuring out your prices and all of that because you really realize the magic that this product can have, right? There's so many different ways that it can be utilized. So it really helps you identify your own value and hopefully help with your pricing strategy. All right, Holly, I know how to approach a nonprofit now and ask for funding, but they still don't have any money. How can I get paid? Or if you're a nonprofit, how can I pay a grant writer? I really want to hire one. I don't want to do all this. 
All right, so here are three ways a nonprofit can pay a grant writer. Number one, fundraise. The nonprofit can do some fundraising to pay the grant writer just like they would for any other service. Maybe some car washes or some bake sales, right guys? It doesn't have to be a full on crazy big event to just pay a grant writer. But this is the lowest hanging fruit as it could fuel the money to write the grants until the money comes in, right? So I know you guys all cringed when I said fundraising, but really this is a simple way that you can do it just to get some general operating funds. Maybe you do a crowdfunder. There's different ways that you can do a fundraising campaign than actually doing actual events. Okay, number two, provide a product or service. If the nonprofit charges for services or sells products, these funds generally go into a general operating fund. They can then pay a grant writer utilizing that fund. I highly recommend nonprofits to provide services and or products to diversify their funding streams so they are not so reliant on grants or donors. Of course, I also recommend writing grants and reaching out to donors, but to be a healthy nonprofit, you really should have a mix of revenue streams. And this is even for a business. This is, I mean, there's so many different ways that you could look at this. Diversity is good. So this could be having a thrift store. Maybe some, you know, that's one of your services that you offer. You have products in your the service store that you have, right? Maybe you offer counseling sessions, own a coffee shop, and so forth. There's so many different ways and ideas that your nonprofit can have products and services. And one of the most typical kind of cookie cutter ways that we look at it, no pun intended, Girl Scouts, they sell cookies, right? So don't think, oh my gosh, I have to have like this huge brick and mortar place. There's so many different ways that you can create funding, right, by having products or services. Number three, you can utilize indirect cost rate. For grants, you are able to allocate up to 10% for a de minimis indirect cost rate for your budgets. If you would like to find out more about indirect cost rates, refer to podcast episode 36. But what this basically means is that you can allocate up to 10% for indirect charges in the grant. That's exactly what it is, indirect cost rate. So it's not the direct charges. But these could be indirect, such as rent, utilities, an accountant, executive director, and so forth. Your development individual could be under this rate if it is part of creating sustainability for your programs. They would be paid a fee, though, not a commission. If the grant does get awarded, one way a nonprofit can hire the grant writer is to include them under staff or as a consultant. Of course, this would have to be work completed under that grant and it would have to make sense. For example, if there is a development coordinator or sustainability coordinator in your grant and you have the skills that that specific role would need to have, maybe you also are doing outreach or are hired to conduct a needs assessment, for example, right? These are ways that you can be integrated into the grant, but once again, not paid for the previous grant writing work. So I have been hired um, in grants that I've written, right? I was paid to write the grant, but once the grant came through because I knew the project so well and I wrote the grant, right? <laughs> of course I know the project well then. Um, then I was asked to be a project coordinator on one grant. I was asked to do a needs and strengths assessment on another grant for that specific grant project. So those are different ways that you can be paid in the future. But once again, it's not for the work that you did writing the grants. All right, so let's sum it all up. You should be paid as a grant writer and should not take a commission. Taking a commission is against best practices, not fiscally approved in the grant budget, and against accounting principles. Plus, you are creating a product. That product, i.e. the grant application, even if not funded, can be utilized in at least four ways to include editing and resubmitting, 
submitting to another grant funding source, used for other funding initiatives, and it helps create clarity for that nonprofit. And how can a nonprofit pay a grant writer? They can do this by fundraising, using money from general operations, and can get general operating funds by selling a service or product, or utilizing in-kind as long as it is specified in the breakdown of their in-kind allocations. So I would love to hear from you guys. What are other ways that you utilize unfunded grants or get funding for grant writers? Right? So if you're a nonprofit, how do you pay your grant writers? Or if you're a grant writer, how do you get paid from nonprofits? I would love to hear your feedback so we can really make this a very robust episode. So please let us know. You can visit us on Instagram and leave a comment at grantwriting underscore funding. That's where we are on Instagram. And I will put a post there. So please respond to the post. All right, guys. So thanks again, Jennifer, for that question. All you guys out there, if you have any specific grant writing or funding related questions, please email me at holly at grantwritingandfunding.com and I'll try my best to answer your question on the podcast. All right, guys, I'll see you next week. And thanks again for listening. I really do appreciate you all out there and the work that you are literally doing to make the world a better place and create lasting change. You guys are doing it. So it is amazing. I'd love to hear from you. Talk to you guys later. Do you want to join the Changemaker Tribe and get courses, downloadable checklists, samples of awarded grants, behind-the-scenes live Q&A with myself and the Tribe, and discounts on grant services? Be sure to join the Changemaker membership at www.grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash membership. Thank you for listening to this Grant Writing and Funding Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed your time. For more questions, email Holly at holly at grantwritingandfunding.com or visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com.